Welcome to our PME. This is Saratova Beth. So we are talking about the topic of in order to go from Gullus to Gaula, we have to face Paro. Paro is the deepest sleeper. At the same time, Paro is a very intense light. And we stand at such a moment in history where we're dealing with some really dark forces, the river to the sea people and all of this other stuff, and it's pretty dark. And the people who pay off, who do you think, you know, the people who pay off the, 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 the river to the sea people who go around demonstrating all day, like somebody said, get a job, you don't have anything else to do other than demonstrate from the river to the sea. So the bad guys are behind them who are paying it all, paying for the whole thing. That's a very deep darkness. And how can one face such a darkness, you know, in your physical life, in your everyday life? And at the same time, it comes from a source that there's so much lipstick type now going on. Also, how can one face it? And so the answer is that Hashem doesn't say go. Hashem says come. I will. Then I will take you to a. I will take you to a different frequency, where I go with you. And let's see the difference. So, the revelations of Seder Hishkalshler. The revelations of Seder Hishkalshler. A, a, that means the revelations in everyday life, a, 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 a regular person, a creation, can actually take them in. Um, and so, and, and yet when we're talking about very, very high revelations, Maishu Rabbeinu was afraid to go to Parah, as we said. The Parah is Baruch Naharan. As Paro finds himself in his home and of all his power, that means not only the dark forces, but the revelation of Atmos. How can one go there in a limited body? So Meshurbeni was afraid. Meshurbeni being afraid means he's saying it can't be done. He said because a neshama in a physical body cannot take that in. And that's what we see in the Parsha. When Parah said to Meishur Benu, he said, Parah said to Meishur Benu, go away and be careful. Don't come back. Because on the day that you see my face, you will die. You know what that means? You can't see such a high revelation and sit alive. That's what Parah saying. And Meishur Benu agreed. He said, you're right. You're right. You spoke right. I will not try to see your face again. It's too intense. Both in the dark way and in the luminous way. So we understand the words of Paro, of Paro have a place in Tyran and in Kedusha. However, as his words are in, in their source, it, it's whole. But as it comes down, his words come down here into this world. Very, very, um, very dark. And since the revelation of power and Kedusha is above all the limitations, that's why on the day you see my face, you'll die. Because on the level of Maishrabenu, a creation, a person, can stay a, a, a soul in a body. If you're a soul in the body, you can't take in such a high revelation of seeing the, seeing the very genius of Paro. 
we can't look at the panemius of the revelation of all the highest light as we are in our bodies, souls and bodies. Because it's a revelation that's higher than all limitations, and our bodies are limited. <coughs> so such a high revelation that's unlimited is going to bust through all the limitations of your physical body. That's revelation of Ras Panecha. You will see my face, Paro's face, and the face of the essence of all truth is actually when the neshama is higher than all the limitations of the body. In other words, everybody agrees. A soul that doesn't have limitations can, can experience that. A body with limitations cannot. And that's why there was a special command of Hashem to Maishabim. By Alparo. Asmus, the very essence of Hashem, which is higher than wool and bleed wool. There are, there are things that are infinite, like your soul, your neshama, and there are things that are finite, like your body. And then there's Asmus, which is higher than both of them. And Asmus takes Maishu Rabbeinu into Paro, so that Maishu Rabbeinu, being a neshama in a body that's limited, can take in such a high revelation. So, when it says the revelation of the highest light, which is tough circumstances happening in the world, but really they're the revelation of the highest light. So it means one of two things. What does that mean? It either means the revelation of all the light in a very wild, unbelievable way. What does that tell us? That the revelation comes from Asmus. By the way, this is a little bit Kabbalistic, so fasten your seatbelts for three minutes. That means the revelation of all the lights in such a wild way, it comes from Atmos, higher than the, the revelation of light. And it, doesn't, um, and it doesn't somehow relate to light in its form. Because, from the, because what is light? Light is something that shines. Light is something that has, you know, levels of how strong it shines, etc. Light is orderly. 40 watt bulbs, 60 watt bulbs, 100 watt bulbs, 75 watt bulbs. It's orderly. Disorderly light? What? How do you put that together? The light tends to be orderly in the way it shines. Light shines. What is, here, light. We all know about light. What does light do? It shines. Very good. How does it shine? In an orderly way. Three facts. We know what light is, and we know that it shines, and we know that it, it shines in an orderly way. A little bit, then a little more, then a little more, then a little more. But when we're call, talking about light shining in a disorderly way, whoa, that one's too much for me. When kol nahari means the form of the light is in a way that is wild, it's outside of all the limitations of the way light is supposed to shine. That means in the form in the, um, of, of all the light, it's it, 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 it just it's wild. What, what do you do with that? So, he said it was a little Kabbalistic here. Um, and putting the two together, on the right page. And putting the two together, this light and its wild, only Hashem's very essence can put those two together. Because light 
here's the little Kabbalistic part, and then we're done with that. Because light, before it's revealed, before you see the light, it is in its source of light, the mar. Before you see the light, it's actually there in what's called the mar. It's the source of light. But it's not called light over there. The light inside the sun is not called light. It's not acting like light. You don't see anything. It's just the possibility of light. It's called Yechevus Atma. And over there, everything's possible. Inside the source of things, everything's possible. Can shine, can not shine, can be this color, that color, this way, that way. So when light comes down and you see it as light, oh wow, look over there, there's a light. Look, at the end of the forest, there's a light. And you see light. It has some kind of limitation, like, where's the light? Over there. Do you see it? There's a light. Oh, it must be a house in the middle of the forest. You see it. And you see it on a particular house. And there's a light bulb, or there's a candle, or there's a lantern. You see it, because it kind of has a certain form. It's not wild. But when you have this, when you put together this two opposites of like this wild revelation with a normal revelation of light, that's what we're talking about that Maishar Bainu was, was referring to. He's saying, uh, this was, <laughs> first of all, he probably understood this is exactly what we're going to deal with when we receive the Tyra. Such intense light that, oh my goodness, you know, oh, I feel like going to sleep. It's too much for me. It's going to be too much for everybody. That's probably why this conversation happens with, with Maishar Bainu, Hashem and Maishar Bainu, and they did this kind of dry run. Because that's what it's like to be a Jew. You're dealing with light, but not in an orderly way. There's nothing for, even though Yiddish Judaism is so orderly, it's like you have to do the mitzvah this way and not that way, and light candles at this time and not that time, and it makes a difference. It says, you know, 432, 458, 4, 452 is not okay. Everything changes. It's that detail. Everything. Put on the chill and it has to be like this and not like that. On the other hand, when you're doing these exact mitzvahs, it has to be like this and not like that. You can't kind of fudge it. You know, either either the burger is kosher or it's not kosher. If it's a hamburger, God, oh, right. <laughs> if it's a beef burger and a chef did beef, if it's a beef burger, it, it, it's okay. It's good. If it's a hamburger, <laughs> I don't know why they call them hamburgers like, and why we eat them. <laughs> if it's a hamburger, then, <laughs> then it's not okay. And yet, when you do the mitzvahs that are very exact, you're bringing down this wild revelation of life that's completely not, you know, in a vessel. So no wonder it's hard to be Jewish. Because we're, every, every minute we're putting together these two extremes of like wild revelation of incredible essence of life into these very detailed exact things. No wonder we're nuts. <laughs> no wonder it's hard. Nobody said it's easy to be Jewish. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's there. no wonder they can't figure us out. So, 
Um, so what comes down here into our lives? The Kayak to put together when we do these misses and what Maisha Rabbeinu was dealing with, he was saying, okay, what we're going to be dealing with is infinite and finite coming together in this light. Or we say it's the union of light and vessel. Or let's say it another way, the union of the soul and body, neshama and guf. That what if this whole conversation with Maishra being was a preparation for the neshama in a body, which is a limited body, to be able to take in the infinite light of Haram, the fear of, 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 of Hashem's very essence. When is that going to happen? Manatan Taira. Hashem is going to reveal himself in all his glory, in his very essence, without boundaries. And we don't want to plot. And we did plot. That's <laughs> Matan Taira. But the whole thing of all of Jewish history is the next time it happens, this time we don't want to plot. I mean, we didn't spend 3,000 years since Matan Taira to just repeat the same mistake. Taira Chadashabiti takes the Mashiach will be fully revealed. And everybody's going to keep, you know, plotting again. <laughs> that wasn't the point. So obviously this whole conversation of Meshur Rabbeinu with Hashem, it's all in preparation for doing it differently. First we're going to receive the Torah and everybody is going to plot. And then eventually we're going to, we're going to do all, all of Jewish history that's going to get us to the point where so much incredible life will come down into the world and nourish the world and come down into our lives and nourish us instead of overwhelming us. So we understand now why Maishra Bainu said, I think I don't want to go there. <laughs> Hashem said, okay, ready to go to Parah? And Maishra Bainu said, um, eh, I send someone else. Send Mashiach. He's, he's good, you know, Mashiach is all unlimited and all that stuff, like, Hashem, uh, like, you know, I'll pass, it's okay, leave me out. And so, just to, just to end off, um, the, the third audio will be, which we're not doing today, about Maishra Benu's speech, that's another example of that, but we're going to end before that. The reason why Hashem made this chiddush, Hashem said, okay, we're, Maishra Benu said, how about canceling, canceling the order? I don't want to go to Paro. And did Hashem say, okay, I, I hear you, I hear you, I totally respect, <laughs> like the current class, current Russians. Yeah, I totally respect your fears. Yeah, I don't want to push you. That's okay. Hashem did not say that. You know, like, I don't want to go to school. What was the joke? You know, quick, you have to get out of bed. You have to get out of bed. No, I don't want to go to school. You have to get out of bed. No, nobody in school likes me. I don't want to go to school. No, no, no. Come on. You have to go to school. I No, everybody hates me in school. You know, well, but, you know, but what do you mean? He said, he said <laughs> but you have to go learn. He said, what do you mean learn? I'm the principal. <laughs> I don't want to go. Nobody likes me. <laughs> Get up and go to school. No, nobody likes me. I'm the principal. My shirt is saying, I want to go. And Hashem didn't say, I totally respect. So they don't say to the principal, I totally respect your fears, you know. Maybe take a few days off. They say you have to go anyway. So Hashem doesn't say, by all power. He says, okay. It doesn't say, go to power. I'm coming. Maishur being was in a shaman of body, you will now be able to take in such a high revelation of these infinite life. Um, 
cows. So one more piece that we have to understand. The question is, what is Gulus Mitzrayim all about? And why do we have to face Paro before we can come out of Mitzrayim? And once we come out of Mitzrayim, then we go to the Gula Mitzvah Lema. Why do we, can't we just do it, just bypass Paro? Hashem says, there's no bypassing, there are no detours. You cannot bypass Paro to come out of the land of Mitzrayim and go to Gula. You can't. Because the Kavan of Gulas Mitzrayim, why did we come out of Mitzrayim? Is Matin Taira. When Hashem says to us, I'm taking you out of Mitzrayim to go and receive the Taira. And why do we, why receive the Taira? Who gets the Taira? The Taira is given to us down here, the Shamas in body. Specifically, not the souls without bodies. The shamas and bodies, the Torah is given to us in physical bodies in a physical world. Dafka on purpose. So that we should be able to fulfill, fulfill the whole purpose of the world. The world, without Mat and Tyra of us, accepting the mitzvahs down here in physical bodies, the world can't go to Geula. And without us facing Paro, we can't receive the Torah. So everything's hanging on that. You would think that instead of them giving us a hard time and marching from the river to the sea, they would come to us and say, what can we do to help you receive Sarah Hadasha even more quickly because we want to go to Gula. If they knew why, that, they're, that if the, our not friends would realize that they're just making life harder for themselves, they would turn around. Our job is to teach them the Shevanitza so they realize, wait, I think we need to help you guys. So the whole point of Matan as we said, is to fulfill the purpose of why the world was created. Meaning in the limitation and the concealment of this world where you have a neshama in a physical body down here. Hashem wants in this world, in your physical life, the revelation of Atsu, so to speak, of his very essence. So that a person finds himself revealed in his whole essence, just like a person finds himself revealed in his whole essence at home, Hashem wants to be revealed in his whole essence at home, and he wants his home to be down here. And that's the way it's going to be in Mashiach time. And our teachers will no longer be hidden from our eyes. We will see. We will see Hashem openly. Um, without any concealments, without any labush. He's not going to wear a jacket, not a coat, not a shawl, not a sweater. We're going to see him. We're not even going to have the, these fancy, you know, supernal concealments. We're going to see him. Because before Matan Tyre, there was a gazera, there was a rule. The spiritual stays spiritual, physical remains physical, the two do not meet. At Matan Tyre, the rule was broken. Spiritual and physical, upper and lower, Elion and Tafsan merged. The boundary between them, the barrier was taken out. And we were given the kayak to bring the revelation of the spiritual revelation down here in this physical world. We were given the ability to bring the highest revelations of Hashem down here in the world. 
the revelation of Atmos and Mahus. So that our physical body in this physical world should become Kaddish, holy. And so that ultimately the entire world should be a place where it becomes obvious Yisrael the Kushabishul The whole job is to bring a reality to the world in which the entire world recognizes we and Hashem. Yitin and Hashem are one piece. And therefore, in Galus Mitzrayim and Yitzis Mitzrayim, which prepared us for Matantaira, which prepared us for the revelation of Asmus and Matantaira, what do we see? There was something that had to be, remember, at Matantaira, a barrier is going to be broken through. Just like we had over here. Right? Barrier was broken through. At Matantaira, a barrier between spiritual and physical, Elion and Tafsin will be broken, would be broken through. And in order to get ready for that, in order to get ready for, we're in, we used to be in a situation where there was a separation between Elion and Tafsin. Upper, upstairs and downstairs. Right? Upstairs and downstairs. But, and, and they don't get along. And that barrier between upstairs and downstairs, spiritual and physical, Elion and Tafsin, has to be broken. And there has to be a unity in us that's between them. As a prayer. Right? Right? So as a preparation for the shlemus of Asus between them by Matantara itself. Asus between spiritual and physical alien and toxic. And a major step in preparation for all of this for Matantara was achieved by Maishu Rabbeinu through this command by El Tar. In, in the next recording, we're going to speak about how, um, do the part of the Sikha, which speaks about why Maishu Rabbeinu's speech, why Maishu Rabbeinu had a speech impediment as part of the same, the same Indian, and then we find ourselves before that in the Gula Mitzvah Shlema immediately now. Thank you.